I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is episode 47 of the RC Academy podcast with Victor Ronato and Roxy Hayes. How to get your cartoons published with special guest, Emily Blake. Welcome to the Arts Academy podcast. Uh, brought to you by the New York Alt Arts Academy. I'm Dean Victor Bernardo. This is my co-host, Deputy Head Mistress Roxy Hayes. We have a very special guest today, ladies and gentlemen, the New Yorker cartoonist who is the looniest. Please put your hands together <laughs> for Emily Flake. Hello. All right. Yeah, Emily Flake. Now, <laughs> She's so wonderful. So we're going to talk today about how to sell your cartoon. So if you're a cartoonist and you really want to get your work out there, uh, how do you sell it? I mean, how do you how do you get it out there? Now, first of all, uh, I'm going to tell you my experience of how I sold my first cartoon. And then uh, I would love for Emily to tell your experience with working with different publications. And then I'm going to tell you about a uh, a little known uh, magazine that helps you sell your cartoons. So why don't we start from the beginning? So when my very first cartoon that I sold was actually in high school, and I sold it to a local paper. Uh, the the way I sold my cartoon was I contacted the local paper and I was like, "Hey, do you guys want cartoons?" And they didn't care because it was a local paper and they were like, yeah, we'll publish your cartoon if it's not like terrible. And then, so I sent them a cartoon and they gave me, I think like $15, which is, you know, not, not too bad. Uh, but what I've taken from that nowadays is if you want to publish your cartoons, like if it's money that you're looking for, uh, then maybe this is not the solution, but if you're making cartoons that are in line with a certain publication or a blog or something, you can actually just approach them and ask them if they will publish your cartoons, especially if it's electronic and not like printed media, then they're pretty lax. Um, I actually thought recently that because I do cartoons every day just for, for fun, like no matter what, I publish a cartoon every day right now, I could actually probably reach out to I could probably reach out to some online publications who would probably just take those cartoons and kind of like spread my name around there uh, because because everybody needs content. Uh, how I got my first cartoon in The New Yorker was pretty much, uh, well, first of all, you can submit to The New Yorker through The New Yorker website. They tell you exactly where to send your cartoons to submit. Now, a lot of people think to themselves, oh, if I send them to The New Yorker website, I'll never get a cartoon in. You can, and you, and you, and you, you might. I'll, but you do have to submit a lot, and you do have to have good work. Uh, I got my first cartoon in the New Yorker because I had a friend who was a New Yorker cartoonist, and they took me into the famous New Yorker Tuesday 
uh, submission day where you actually go into the New Yorker offices and you can submit cartoons. I made uh, maybe like 150 cartoons and sold one after <laughs> after my first 150 uh, sitting with the editor. Um, I told this story once before, but the very first day that I submitted a cartoon to the New Yorker, I had 10 cartoons that I went in with and the editor took four of the cartoons and were like, hey, these are pretty good. These would work great in the magazine. And she took them. And then I went back to my friend and said, I think I just sold four cartoons. And my friend said, oh my gosh, good for you, Victor. She did not tell me that the way it works is that they take cartoons that may be good enough for the magazine and then later on they have a meeting where they look through all the cartoons so that's I, a very I, important information to have yeah <laughs> she didn't tell me she says because i seem so happy she said Aww. this is this is karen this is karen schneider karen! <laughs> she Aww. said i seem so happy i told my mom karen <laughs> <laughs> And I did not sell the first day. And I told my <laughs> And then so I didn't actually sell a cartoon until a year and a half later. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I did, you know, so but um but but basically how I sold my first cartoon to uh the New Yorker was I just kept submitting every week and I submitted more than a hundred cartoons before I even sold one. Uh, yeah. Because you got to be persistent. I mean, be, it's just the way it is. Like, mm -hmm. you have to be persistent. Like, most people that you know are cartoonists. You'll see maybe one or two of their cartoons in a magazine. They've drawn hundreds, maybe thousands, thousands and thousands of cartoons. It's not easy. Uh, Karen described being in The New Yorker as like the Saturday Night Live for cartoonists. Mm -hmm. So if you think about how hard it is to get into Saturday Night Live. It's hard to get into the New Yorker. Yeah, the uh, casting couch is, you know, less strenuous though. Oh, really? Just relax. That's how you get. <laughs> yeah, in. Just exactly. Relax. It's just, you know, it's more like you know, reading and caressing than. Emily Flake is super gross. Okay, uh, <laughs> you guys. You know this. When you ask me, one of my favorite guests ever. <laughs> <laughs> You like me. Yes, bring her back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we know. Uh, and uh, also, by meeting someone who was also submitting to the New Yorker, I eventually got I got asked um, to submit to Mad Magazine at the time, mm -hmm. and then I also sold one cartoon to them in very much the same way, except online, where you'd submit cartoons online mm -hmm. and they would pick which cartoons they would want to buy. Uh, so obviously networking plays a hand in uh, getting cartoons out. However, we're going to talk really shortly after we talk to Emily Flake about how to start from zero and maybe get your cartoons published. Mm -hmm. uh, but before we do that, Emily, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience in, in, spirits in selling cartoons? Sure. So my first cartoons that I really sold were I had a strip called Lulu 8-Ball that ran in alt-weeklies um, for, oh gosh, let's call it oh, 10, 12 years. So um, 
for those of you who are not old, um, alt, alt weeklies were alternative news weeklies um, that came out in, in most cities. And it was like where you got all your information about stuff that was happening in the week. And I started um, doing Lulu 8 Ball in 2001. Um, and um, before that, I had been doing um, illustrations. It started in the Baltimore City paper. I'd been doing illustrations for them uh, before. I started doing a cartoon. Did the cartoon for a really long time. Um, Alt Weekly is famously basically pay you in buttons. So there is essentially no money there. Um, but I started submitting to the New Yorker in 2008. And much like you, had a friend who, who actually a, a friend of a friend who submitted, um, who was a, you know, a, kind of a made man there. And, you know, um, I met him through a mutual friend. He's like, hey, if you ever want to go in for the meeting, let me know. I'll go just so you don't feel like you don't know anybody there. And I think that's an important thing to say. Because with all the ways that you can submit something, you know, via submittable or over a website, there honestly is no substitute for building personal face-to-face -face connections. And there's a lot of reasons for that, in part because it lets people know that you're serious. Even if you're just like, I am going to get on a plane and go to New York and because anybody can like go to the meeting. I'm going to like make myself go upstairs and go to this meeting um, but also it's like people tend to want to work with people that they know person that they know personally, at least a little bit that they know are like solid human beings. Um, there's, I mean, people like networking can feel like a really dirty word, but I think it's just, it's all about sort of building personal connections and there's just no getting around the fact that that is a, an important part of any venture, any venture that you do. Uh, I think it's very difficult to get anything off the ground without without making those like face-to-face -face personal connections. It is, that's a hundred percent true. And it also makes me sad because I hate mm -hmm. networking because I'm terrible yeah. at it. I'm awful. Are you though? Yeah, I'm really, really bad. But I don't even mean networking in the sense of like, you know, the elevator pitch and like going to like, hey, I do a fun thing. You want to hear about my fun thing? Like I know you from parties. You know, like I like you from parties. That's right? different. I'm drunk. Now. So different. But I think being being around and being a a decent human being, I think, goes a long way towards it, your life, both professional and non-professional. Um, and I think that's that's an important thing. I, I, I agree. I agree. And then, I mean, and if you are, I'll, although I got to be honest, if you're terrible at networking, the best people you can network with are cartoonists because cartoonists are terrible socially anyway. So yeah. you'll fit right in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nobody likes networking except for sociopaths. But, <laughs> but generally. <laughs> <laughs> But if you can just think of it as like, oh, I, I do this thing. I would like to know other people that do this thing. Um, so I moved to New York in 2004. And before that, I lived in Chicago. Um, and before that, I went to school in Baltimore. Um, I don't think, granted, like the communications landscape was a completely different thing in 2004 than it is now. But I don't think I ever 
would have gotten the traction or the impetus that I had if I hadn't just been like, all right, I have a nice, I'm, you know, I'm doing okay in Chicago. I had a job. I was getting little side jobs, whatever. But I was like, if I don't get out of Chicago and into where things that I want to do are really happening, I'm never going to make a living off of this. So I was basically like literally moved here with like a failing car and $103 and just like, all right, let's just, do this um well that's and, a real bootstrap new york story <laughs> yeah so i the first night i got here i had you know i had a friend from college who knew some guys that lived in um in clinton hill and they had a room opening up i was unaware that the room was in sort of like a disgusting hidey hole that smelled like cats no matter I get there sight unseen. I'm pulling into park and I hear this crack and I look and there was a yellow plastic disc that was a smiley face on the ground and I'd shattered it with my car. <laughs> and I was like, this is a terrible omen. <laughs> but it did not end up being a terrible omen. Um, it, it worked out okay. But yeah, so, you know, there's like, there were years of kind of just, I mean, especially like my first, I'm rambling, I'm sorry, like, you know, the my first year or so in New York was just like, you know, cold and lonely and figuring out where I needed to go to find people who were doing what I wanted to do. And that's, that's part of the process, too. But again, it is now 2020, and there is an internet. So the kids are probably doing it probably different and better than I did. Uh. Yeah, who knows how the kids are doing it? I, mean, I don't know, kids. man. <laughs> uh, now, I want to show everybody one thing. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, you can actually just Google this and find it yourself. Uh, there is a publication called The New Gag Recap. Now, The New Gag Recap is, one, it's a website, but two, it is also a monthly publication sent out in PDF. And I believe it costs like maybe seven dollars i'm not exactly sure um but here's what it is the new gag recap they track everywhere that they can think of that is buying cartoons so they'll not only will they tell you who's buying cartoons they'll tell you how those different publications are accepting cartoons for instance like they'll have entries that say this publication accepts um submissions in black and white but finals need to be in color. Like they give you everything you need to know to send cartoons to whomever it is or who you need to contact when they accept. Basically, this, this, this company, they keep in contact with a lot of cartoonists and they keep everything up to date. So let's say you're just like a bananas great cartoonist. You could make a living if you could sell to all these people and generate all this work if you were just bananas great i mean and 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 that's rare i mean who's bananas great really ed, ed steed pretty much just ed steed ed steed <laughs> ed steed uh and and uh and as far as like uh superheroes go i guess neo so those two right yeah <laughs> are bananas those two and great. those two only like uh, if everything you submitted someone bought then yeah you could you could make a living uh but even if you don't make a living, you can find publications that are looking for stuff, including like cat magazines. Like you've got great cat cartoons. They'll tell you like where you can send those cat cartoons and when they're mm -hmm. buying them. Um, right. there, 
there are websites like Submittable where they they uh, help you submit to things. But I like this first. I like this better because it's more direct than what Submittable is. Submittable is an organization that kind of like gathers submission all around the internet, and you can submit to anything through them. Sometimes their submissions are kind of late, actually, and they don't actually match up with the actual due dates of things. But this is all the information that you need right there, and I highly recommend it. I I subscribe to it even though I don't submit through them right now. But uh, one of the things that they also do is they will they will send you like uh, heads up if people are looking for something in particular. They'll say X X Y publication is looking for cartoons about robots. If you got any, send them in right now, which is great. Uh, if you're a professional cartoonist like Emily Flake, I don't know why the f you don't subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I have to edit this. Yeah, <laughs> edit that. Edit that out, Roxy. Victor Potty mouth. I honestly, that is such a good resource, and I'm embarrassed to say I did not know it existed until this very minute. So um, I, I am gonna get a subscription myself. Thank you. Yeah, you totally Yay. should. I'll send you. I'll send you a copy of what it is so you can see it too before Super. you even dive in. Uh, All right. But yeah, so I would I would suggest that if you are a new cartoonist or an old cartoonist, doesn't matter. Uh, the new gag recap because you can find places to submit. Also, you know, there's actually a lot of uh, publications on Medium that also pay for uh, mm -hmm. art. I know you've been in a few, Emily. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Medium is, I feel like, on, I have I have heard a little bit, like, uh, I've heard conflicting reports about their pay structures. Right. Um, but, yeah, Medium, um, the Nib is, is still around after many iterations. Um, that's a, the Nib.com is a, a, a cartoon, a cartoons-only website, um, that, and they do good work. Um, I mean... Uh, the unfortunate reality about gag cartooning is that, you know, the market kind of shrinks every year for it. You know, right. Mad Magazine isn't really around anymore. Um, I used to sell to Mad. I used to sell to Nickelodeon. Um, but there's, you know, but you're right. There are plenty of specialty magazines. Like, you know, I, you know, back, back in the old days, I would like go to newsstands and just like, you know, pick up a magazine, find the masthead, find who the art director was, write all this information down. Right. You go to a newsstand. I mean, there are still there are still niche specialty magazines right. around that will just buy a you know they'll just have like a funny little cartoon, yeah, about dogs or cats or you know boys' life or whatever. Yeah, I'm assuming can... boys' life is still around because it would just be such a shame if it wasn't. Well, and you can also find all that information because that's exactly what they do with the the new gag recap. They right. all of that is in one place for you. All those That's magazines, fantastic. everything. Yeah, it's, it is. It, it is fantastic. So this program uh, has been brought to you by the gallery. <laughs> hopefully, this is going to be useful to everybody out there listening. I know this is useful to Emily Flake today. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, please follow us, rate us, and review us out there. Uh, you can find us at artsacademypodcast.com. Uh, and also, we're Alt Arts Academy on all social media. Thank you so much, Emily Flake, for being here. Uh, thank, thank you, so you much for Deputy Headmistress Roxy Hayes. Woo! I am Dean Victor Bernardo. I'm going to click the button which ends the show. Here we go. Hi. And the show. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Are there any 
there's uh there's no uh Ooh, there's no the comments, comments. okay yeah. oh, yay. yay great thanks thanks leslie that's my wife yeah i've literally drawn oh inspiring oh that's great okay we're hitting the button that ends the show here it is All right. boom please visit onartsacademy.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.